Welcome to another episode of Failing to Success. I'm your host, Chad Kalecki with Cosmic Design. We're here today with Dan Gershenson. His company is called Caliber Brand Strategy and Content Marketing. And what he does is he helps second-gen business owners to level up and optimize their businesses. So we were just talking about a really creative way that he did this for one of his clients. So Dan, can you share that story with us? Sure, sure. I think one of the, the best uh, best examples of that was I was working with a company in the printing business, second generation, and they actually were doing amazing work for a variety of different high profile clients, but they had never really developed a brand for themselves, never told the story of what they were doing with each of these clients, believe it or not. And that was something where I said, I think we have to use some content here to bring those stories out in terms of the, the, the background, what you did, show big photos, blow it out in a website like you've never done before. And as they were doing that, we actually were, we were, uh, I was working for another agency at the time, went out and created my own business about 10, 11 years ago. And about 10 years later, that company came back to me and said, you're about the best content that we've ever had. Let's work together again. And, and these days it's even more exciting because of the environmental graphics work they do, which is for big giant offices and office buildings and stadiums and all kinds of experiences. And we get to tell that story all over again, but on a much larger physical scale and much larger marketing scale, which is awesome. So that's, that's about as out of the box, I think, as we do, which is to say, we don't just do blog posts for people. We actually take a topic and explode it into a variety of ways so that it's not just a hit and miss one shot deal blogs and social media and it's then put across video infographics all kinds of stuff not just trying to pump out 10 blogs a month or something like that right so right. it's a really unique kind of way that we go about it so that it is out of the box in that approach why exactly did you decide to focus on second generation business owners because second generation business owners and up are great because there's a real usually there's a real idea to make something different to leave an impact to not just do what the last generation did they have respect for the last generation and what they did and giving them a foundation but they're also very interested in leaving their own legacy their own mark on the business maybe for the next generation and so there's also though this kind of challenge that they face which is a lot of businesses don't make it to the third generation and they even less make it to the fourth generation. So they have a real appreciation for marketing being a key ingredient of that success. They really see marketing as not something they need to be convinced about, but rather something that can propel them to a whole new level. And that is very, very exciting for me. Why do you think it is that a lot of companies don't migrate to the next generation. Yeah, I think it's, I was talking about this with a business coach of mine, and he also helps with these kinds of folks. And 
Usually there's one of the reasons is quite simply that the next generation maybe doesn't want to do that work. That's that can happen. It can be that sometimes the business gets sold before it gets to the next generation. An offer comes through the door. It can also be the fact that the family member may stick around, but may not be a natural born leader per se. And so the real leader, if it's going to go on, will maybe not be a family member at all. And eventually that person who's a family member may leave, let's say. And so there's a multitude of different reasons why. But I do think if I had to put it on one, it's very hard for harder than ever for somebody who's of the third and fourth generation to sometimes say, okay, I've got this already mapped out for me, or this is what I'm supposed to do. They'll kind of want to go their own path for a while. And then it's a question of, should they be in this business that their first, their grandparent or parent has set out for them? And it doesn't always work that way. Truth be told, sometimes they just want to carve their own path. And I respect that. Yeah, there is merit to having a baseline, though, to build from. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think I enjoy that's another reason why I think I enjoy working with that crowd, most of all, because rather than startups are hard, they have a lot of other questions. They have to get funding. They have to get off the ground. And there's a lot of other things to deal with besides marketing, which is fine. But I don't want to deal with those kinds of people unless they're 10 years down the road, at least. I want to be dealing with people who have a solid footing under the, themselves, but also they really buy into the idea of wanting to be around for a long time. They didn't start a business to sell a business. They started a business to grow a business, scale it. And so that's really kind of where I come in as a fractional CMO. Those are the best businesses to be sold too. Yeah, yeah, they are. Those The sweet spot I find is the kind that they may have a marketing department, but they don't have necessarily the like robust marketing department all the time. It may be a marketing coordinator or manager. Sometimes that is a family member and they don't necessarily have years and years under their belt. They need direction and a mentor and somebody to guide them. It doesn't mean that I have to do the work, but it does mean that a lot, quite frankly, many times I'll hear, well, we know that she likes being in this or he likes being in this area, but we don't have anybody to give them direction. And so it's the best of both worlds a lot of times. You get to still do your work. I came up as a copywriter, and so I still do a fair amount of writing. But I also like directing and inspiring, hopefully, some people with the direction I give. Yeah, no, that's great to hear. If you had to look back on your life or career, would you say there's a defining moment? Probably a couple, actually. Uh, I think the defining moment, honestly, this is a show about success and failure. And I think the hardest moment of my life by far was when I was laid off from an agency job. I had every intention of working at that agency for my entire career. My dad worked at the same job his entire career, only one job. And I kind of wanted to do something very similar. And then I will forget it. I will remember it for the rest of my life. It's, it was out of nowhere and it was, there, there had been layoffs and I missed those and no problem. So I thought 
and, and I was doing pretty well. I mean, I, I had gotten some things on TV and radio and print and magazines, and I was feeling pretty good about myself. And then came this gut punch of the agency didn't lose an account, but had a real cutback on a key account. And it just, the, they said, we got to just, sorry, we got to let you go. And it was the biggest gut punch of my life. And it made me question everything about myself, about my capabilities, about uh, my self-esteem just took a major hit. And I would say it was the first time I've experienced real depression because it was a good six months before I had got a new job. And the odd thing about it was just three years before that, when I was looking for another job, I was getting flown out to all kinds of places. Oh, we'd love to have you here. We'd love to have you there. And you're feeling like on top of the mountain. You're like, wow, I've got like five different agencies competing over me. This is a great feeling. And then you go to a bigger place, you do bigger work, better work even. And then that just doesn't happen. And so that was a just, it was a total gut punch in every way. And I just felt like, am I supposed to even be doing this anymore? And I think that was probably the toughest moment. And then I, since I have lived in, I, at the time I had lived in Chicago all my life for the most part, other than college. And the opportunity came to go to a marketing firm in Florida. And I left my family behind, just me and my wife at the time. And then we left and that was excruciatingly hard. And just everything about that time was just this divide. And I was only supposed to stay there two years. And then I said, okay, and then I'll come back. And ended up staying there seven years and opening my own agency down there, running it pretty successfully for a good five, six years. And then missed this place that I grew up too much and moved back to Chicago in 2011. And so everything that happened from that, I can say definitively, if it wasn't for me being laid off, I don't think I'd be sitting here right now. I don't think I would have been, I certainly wouldn't be an entrepreneur for as long as I've been. I would have been very, very comfortable working for someone else. And that would have been that. And there's nothing wrong with working for someone else, but it was a different trajectory. I never, ever had the confidence at the time before that happened that I could run my own business. Do you have any advice for somebody who's thinking about making that jump? Yeah, I think there's a lot enough that I probably will have a book coming out about it because it's just, there's so many things that I, luckily I wrote down as these things sometimes were happening as I was launching a business. And I think one of the biggest things that you have to remember is that there will never be a perfect time to leave your organization that you're with. You can try to say, well, I just need to do this. I just need to do, I just need to have business cards. I just need to have a website. I just need to have a business plan. I just need to have, and the just need to haves will eventually become your, they're really excuses. That's what they are. And there's, there's nothing wrong with preparation, but if six months go by and you still haven't jumped, then there's something else going on. There's something else that, that is like, you are not wanting to do this. And people can say, oh, no, no, I want to. I just want to be prepared. 
No, I think you have to do some soul searching to say what else is really going on there. Because I prepared as much as anybody. And I, I had a couple of partners when I first started out and we met on a regular weekly basis and we were as prepared as we ever could be while working another job. But even when I left and, and I was the first one to jump out before they did. And I, I was like, what the heck am I doing? And so I don't think that feeling is ever going to not be there for a lot of people. I think people are always going to be like, oh my gosh, they're going to have that quick buyer's remorse kind of thing. Or let's say at the first sign of a setback, like a client you thought you were going to get, but didn't get, you may be like, oh my gosh, what am I, what am I doing? I'm, I'm not ready to do this. And well, nobody's ready to do this the first time. They learn by experience. I didn't read a book that made me want to do this. I didn't read, I didn't watch videos. I didn't take courses. I didn't do any of that. I learned from the experiences, both good and bad, and that is the best teacher. And until somebody is comfortable with that, knowing that, then uh, they're, they're not ready to start a business because they, they, you can think that. You can think, well, I've, got, I've learned everything I can learn. Yeah, but you're not out there. And when you're out there, you learn. And, it, and you get smarter, though. Well, that's the positive. You get smarter as long as you continue to see that I am learning, I'm getting stronger, and I'm going to be smarter as a result of this. It's not so easy to do when the bad things happen, but it, it does happen and it does become a positive. Yeah, I definitely like the figure it out as you go approach. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, and I'm not a person, believe me, I'm not a person who, what's the saying, fake it till you make it. I don't love that phrase at all I, I just i abhor that phrase because i never want to just throw something out there and go oh gosh i don't know what i'm talking about no i i believe in being up to as, as skilled as you can be but i don't think that there is ever a point where you can say i'm as prepared as i can be and i i think i will never have any mistakes now and and again I, most of the time, I, the advice I got from a lot of people who were not entrepreneurs was you should really read this book. You should join this group. You should, I heard everything from joining Vistage to reading a certain book from somebody talking to different people and what, and it's not that those things are bad, but I will bet anyone that they do not compare to what really happens in real life. And when they do happen, write it down, journal those things because you'll take stock of your emotions and then how you are coping with that. So in other words, if you have a day when 10, 15 years later, you're still doing this and you lose a client, then know kind of the emotions that you have in your body. like. I know that if something, anything bad happens of any kind, I beat myself up pretty good, but I know that only takes 48 hours to get through. It's a period where I'm like, okay, I'm going to wake up tomorrow. I'm going to feel like the dumbest person in the world. And then it's going to be a little bit less, but still there the next day after that. And then on the third day, I'll be fine. Don't ask me why that is other than the fact that I journaled it 
and said, this is what goes on in me. And then you can kind of move on with that confidence to say, look, you've lost certain things before and you've made it through that. So this is not the end of your life here as far as, or the end of your career. It's, this is another part of doing what we do. And you will make it through this just like you have everything else. So when you have that, again, when you write it down, you kind of have that proof to look back on and go, yeah, I, I can do this. I've been through worse than this. And that, and you need that. You need that. I like how you know your cycle time. It's 48 hours. And <laughs> it's, it's Well, I, and it took a long time to figure that out because I just was like, you know, you go through enough of a pattern where you start to know yourself. And it really is. It's that, it's kind of like that 48 hour thing with me. And then I'm like, okay, that's, that's that. I, I did my period of mourning and now I've moved on. So, yeah. and, and it, what accelerates it sometimes is being, having someone that you really trust being able to, to talk to. I do not at all advise anyone to try and internalize these things. And I'm a big advocate of having people who are never going to judge you for opening up to them. And they're going to have like a cone of silence of what's around you and them as you're discussing it. And I don't think you can have enough of those kinds of people, but at least if you have one or two that you can say, gosh, I just got to pick up the phone and talk to them for 20 minutes and then you feel okay. And it getting that out, is probably one of the best things that you can do for yourself because then you have perspective from that person. They go, yeah, okay. I've, I've had that happen too. And I've gotten through it and I know you will too, because of this, this, and this. And then you're, you're like, gosh, I was too close to that. I, I don't know what I was thinking. So I think that's really the biggest thing that can help you. Yeah. Thanks for sharing all that, Dan. Of course. So yeah. If our listeners wanted to get in touch with you or your company, how could they do so? Very easily. They can, best way is to email me, dan at highcaliberbranding.com or connect to me on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn every day. I post almost every day. So if you really, really want to start connecting and start having a conversation, tell me about yourself and jump on LinkedIn and let's hook up. Well, thank you, Dan, for being on the show. And thank you, My everybody, pleasure. for listening to another Thanks, episode Chad. of Failing to Success. I'm Chad Kalecki with Cosmic Design. If you like this content, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe, and we'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.